Hey guys, welcome. Welcome, my friends. This is Chris Alexa on People Bring Profit, our little great little podcast here about entrepreneurship, building businesses, running operations, and doing it all. Super excited about today. I say that all the time, super excited because everything I'm excited about. But we have been holding out this opportunity to interview people. And we have a slew of guests. And like I said on our last couple of podcasts, our, our vision here is to do an interview, do a Q&A, maybe surf the internet with questions yeah. and topics. But today we've been holding out. I know we got a local celebrity here today. <laughs> local yes. celebrity. We're super, it is. We're super excited uh, to have Frankie with us. Uh, Randazzo, right? Randazzo. Randazzo. Yeah. I always yeah. say it wrong. But I'll, I'll tell a little story about Frankie. Um, and I'm super excited to sit across from you, yeah. right? Because yes. I remember when I was a young entrepreneur franchisee, okay, and I opened up my first Quiznos, mm-hmm. and you and your team were building your first big, well, you probably had more, I want to hear your journey, yeah. but Madison's across the street. Right across the street. And I was so excited for that, mm-hmm. and y'all would come in my store and order sandwiches, yeah. and y'all would sit with your team and your construction guys, yeah. and I would come pick your brain and just looked up to y'all because I was excited to have first another spot to go hang out at, yeah, yeah. right? And then so that's what I, I want to really get to know Frankie. Mm-hmm. So I really want you to tell me who Frankie is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it's a long story, and it's a short story. Yeah. You know, it's uh, me getting in the restaurant business was kind of an, kind of an accident, truthfully. I was a musician on the road. I had worked for a paging company from about 94 to 2001, and I had ascended into the ranks of wireless data product manager for the Midwest region, and I had about 35 regional salespeople underneath me, and and, uh, my department was doing fine, but the retail side of it was doing very poorly. Mm -hmm. So they came in, and they they, uh, closed our office down in Beaumont, and they offered me an opportunity to move Mm -hmm. to Houston and keep the team, but to relocate to Houston, and they were going to pay me to move and all this other stuff, and I had this, uh, this moment where I just I looked at the guy. His name was Steve. He was from England, and he had a terrible, terribly thick accent. And uh, he's, he's telling me all this, and I said, no, I, I don't want to do that. And he goes, what do you mean you don't want to do that? He says, yeah. we got you all set up, office, we're going to pay you. I said, I don't want to do that. And he goes, what are you going to do? I said, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I don't want to work for somebody that can come in after seven, eight years of my time and the people that I worked with Mm-hmm. And just because it's a number, just yeah. get rid of us yeah. like yeah. we're like we're disposable, you know, and it really it resonated with me. And uh, I took uh, took some time off. I got hired on by Edward Jones, actually, his financial advisor. Yeah. I did my series seven and my 63. And and uh, but I didn't want to do the cubicle thing. You know, the uh, the, 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 the I can't the, see you doing that. No, no. <laughs> you know, the gopher yeah. thing, you know, yeah. when you're, you're in yeah. an office like that and you hear a noise and everybody pokes up over the cubicle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And uh, I, I just can't, I couldn't do it. So um, I was playing music and it's kind of a long story. My house flooded in 2001. So I lost my job. I lost my girlfriend. I lost my home. Um, it was really a 10 month period, a, a huge challenge. Like every bad thing that could have happened to me. I lost all my, uh, while we were remodeling the house, somebody broke in the house and stole everything I owned that had survived the flood to where I literally had one shirt. I had a, an Astros polo. Because uh-huh. the company I worked for prior to that had a skybox at the Astrodome, and I splurged one night and I bought a Astros shirt. And I was working for Buck uh, Bryant Moray down yeah. at Handlebar South in Port yeah. Arthur because he was a friend of mine. He gave me a job every Wednesday, he paid me fifty bucks, <laughs> and I would floor manage for him. And I was learning the bar business, you know. Yeah. And this guy comes across the the bar one night. And he says, "Hey, man," he says, "I I see you out here all the time. And you're always working hard." He says, "But you always have the same shirt on." And I said, "Well, yeah, it's the only shirt that I have with a collar." Yeah. You know? And uh, he says, what do you mean it's the only shirt you have? I said, well, I, I've lost everything. I said, I 
lost my house, you know, to a flood in uh, 2001, Tropical Storm Allison. So then somebody came in and stole everything that I had, literally took every single thing out of the house that survived. And uh, at that point in time, I realized that I had kind of been cultivating myself to get into hospitality, being in the band, being in service, and, and always trying to put myself in a position of service mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where we, we humbly are thankful for the opportunity and we don't take a, a broad approach of, of idolatry or anything like that where we actually go in and say, what, what can I do to improve your, your experience? Yeah, you know? yeah love that. And uh, I was driving down Dowlin Road uh, one day, and it was when Dowlin had just gone through that major expansion with yeah. Walmart like we were talking about earlier. And uh, I passed by the shopping center that we're currently in now with Madison's, and there was a giant World Gym ape on the roof, the big yeah. inflatable, Jody's big inflatable. Yep. And uh, it was like a lightning bolt hit me. And I said, this is a new end of town. It looks like Houston. Walmart's here. World Gym is here. What commonality do they share? And it was, it, it, it was like it was instant. It was yeah. you know, chills on my body. And uh, it was, you know, young forward-thinking demographic, discretionary income, desire to be seen, all the things that go with the World Gym demographic. Mm -hmm. And I saw the apartments across the street being built, and I was like, we have to put a bar here. Because at the time, Handlebar Original... Uh, where we call that Handlebar North. Is that what is it called back then? Yeah, but yeah, North. I yeah. used to go that. Way if too. The, the old yeah. folks yeah. like us, we yeah. called it North. Yeah, yeah. there was South, <laughs> South. Yeah. So, and so Handlebar West. Was Handlebar in the West. West. Yeah. There was yeah. actually one at the beach. Yeah, they had one at the beach for a while, uh, and that's my partner, Bryant Mori, Buck yeah. Mori. His so his family developed those, uh, and he's still in business. He's doing great down in Port Arthur, and uh, so I, I saw those commonalities, mm-hmm. and uh, I called Buck, and this is how long ago this was. I had a phone in my car. Yeah. It, was, it had a yes. cord, cord in yeah. it. and I picked, into I picked the phone up, you know, and I had dialed the number, hit send. Yeah, yeah. remember? Yes. And he answers the phone, and uh, I said, "Hey," he says, "Hey," I said, "Hey, I know where we're putting a bar." He goes, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. I said, "I know where we're putting a bar because at that time, Handlebar Original was being shut down, yeah. and uh, and I knew that that would that end of town needed to fill that hole for that restaurant bar demographic, live music, that whole vibe, and." Uh, we searched around. We looked at nine different locations, and we landed right back at that first shopping center in 2004, May 6th, 2004. Yeah, mm. and we've been there 20 years. Man. So, and it's wow. you know it's been ups and and we've been through every you just like y'all. We've been through every possible challenge. You know, yeah, fire, flood, hurricane. I mean, everything. You know, it's funny so. that that you know our our journeys are about the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, hearing the same stories and, and how yeah. you just kind of kept picking yourself up and just had yeah. a vision of, of changing your life and yeah. changing others' life. It's so awesome to see. And you were right on because, you know, Chick-fil-A wasn't there before you were there. Actually, yeah. no, Chick-fil-A was. Were they there? And Hobby Lobby was. And your story is inspirational, too. Yeah. I know some, well, some what people was probably don't know your story, but I've, I followed you for 20 years as well. And, and all the challenges y'all have been through as a family have been very inspirational as well. Yeah. But uh, I had to I had to get on a conference call with Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby because we have pool tables. Oh, yeah. And they didn't want a bar in that shopping center. So I had to actually get on a conference call with their with their regional boards and, uh-huh. and get approval so for So the pool tables? Because of pool tables. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's funny. Wow. People don't understand that these big concepts keep a lot of other people out, yeah. you know, doing oh, liquor. Sure. Now, I didn't know pool tables. Well, that yeah. was that was interesting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's what it was. Maybe a Chick-fil-A was there. But I remember when we opened up and y'all were opened up across the street, Krispy Kreme was building at the time or about to break ground and Starbucks was coming up. And oh, that yeah. now you go to those spots where our old Quiznos was yep. and your Madison's is at, how much it's blown up. Oh, you, yeah. you can't yeah. fit something else in no, there. No, we would smell that Krispy Kreme every morning because <laughs> yeah. we would work through the night. The contractors would be there during the day and we would go in at night and do what we could do to try to save some money, you know, it was our first one and we didn't know what we were doing. 
We yeah. still don't know what we're doing. And uh, we would smell that Krispy Kreme. Yeah. But I remember when y'all opened up your first Buffalo across the street from yeah. us. My GM at the time, Aaron St. Alban, you know Aaron. Oh, yeah. Yes. He comes running in one day, He and he, he's rubbing his neck, and he's all nervous. I said, what's the matter? He says, Buffalo's opening up across the street from us. We got to go buy a bunch of TVs. Yeah. I said, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. I said, they're going to do what they're going to do, and we're going to do what we're going to do, and everybody's going to be fine. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he was really nervous about it. But I embraced it. I saw yeah. the the ability to put people back and forth. And and, uh, yeah. and actually, when you were there across the street from us at that location, we probably did better because you would do your 25-cent wing, wing night on Tuesdays, and then they would come have a beer with us afterwards. We would yeah. make fun about yeah. that. And see, a lot of people, I'm glad you brought that up, a lot of people in business fear even competition, right? Mm-hmm. Competition's good because everybody can't go to Buffalo Wild Wings every day. Sure. You get burnt out. You want to yeah. go once a week, yeah. you know, so you can pop around. But I remember those days, too, and we still talk about it that, you know, they would come and eat those 25-cent wings, and then they'd go to your place yeah. and have drinks afterwards and play yeah. darks or pool yeah and we didn't offer that so yeah. that, that's you know that's what people worry worry about and being in business that you always fear competition you got to accept it and just yeah. and, it, and it helps you raise your bar yeah right and yeah. I, I mean there's many a times that even to this day we pick about it i go to madison's and you got the handhelds right yeah your servers are using these handhelds we're big as the companies we yeah. are we're fussing because we don't have the state-of-the-art handhelds yet yeah. we're running rolling them out but there's always something, so we always call it shamelessly stealing, too. It's like, hey, what's, what are oh. they doing, and what, what can we do different? Well, there's no new yeah. notes in music. You get inspiration from, from some, right. somebody's done it already, and if they haven't, it's going to be your interpretation of it. Now, where that gets where that gets annoying sometimes is when somebody opens up. There was a place in Beaumont years ago that opened up, and literally the guy that left us to go work there took pictures of our inventory yeah. in the back and stole a bunch of our ideas. And oh, that's yeah. fine. You know, they're, they're no longer there, ironically, yeah. and we are. You know, so we just quietly stay the course and, and do what we have to do and, and uh, don't try to ruffle feathers in that sense. But we try to embrace that. That Competition is good if the competition that you have is running a proper business. Yeah. In my industry, more bar than, than Buffalo Wild Wings. We do more liquor yeah. know, probably mm-hmm. than, than that, uh, which is our focus. Um, a lot of times inexperienced operators get into my side. You know, you, you have a pre-qualifier to get into Buffalo. You have to have a capital investment credit investment mm-hmm. to open up a bar small restaurant you can be a retired plant worker with yeah. a couple hundred thousand dollars in your 401k or you can be a young kid that's you know passion wants to open a bar and next thing you know you've really created a ripple mm-hmm. in the local industry through uh, ineffective pricing or, or aggressive pricing that creates mm-hmm. problems or a format that creates problems mm-hmm. yeah. for you and for others and yeah. we see that a lot too but ironically those kind of concepts don't last very you know long, i, I you know. Yeah, Hats off to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. You've 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 had the competition come in, mm-hmm. and, and and we we deal it with in a different way. Bigger concepts that mm-hmm. come in. You know, we're not going to name any names there, but you know they do try to steal our 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 staff or oh, yeah. our management teams and, and our data, whatever we're doing in mm-hmm. sales or what. Mm-hmm. But I do you you've weathered those off because I've seen a ton of different concepts kind of copycat what you've done oh, outside yeah. patio areas and things. Yep. And it's funny they'll take off really high and then they go back down. Oh, yeah. Madison's has weathered the storm. Yeah, you know yeah. so. I want to know you got way more than Madison's guy. I mean, you're yeah. holding back here. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's not it's not the level of Aspire. No, but, uh, but, no, it um, is. You're, you're, you're yeah. I want to know what you got. Other concepts out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So tell me about those. Uh, so Lake Charles, we uh, so uh, we had a we had a concept in Beaumont called Goodfellas. That was our second one, and that's a that's a good story because uh, I've learned that the second one. I is loved the, Goodfellas. It I was did great. Too. And, and, uh, I did. I and Chuck used to run it, right? Yeah, Chuck and Aaron yeah, and, they did uh, good. and Charles, and, and uh, that was a great staff. It was a 
that location was problematic. We opened up right at the cusp of the first recession, 2007, 8, and 9. We mm-hmm. opened up November 14th, 2009. Mm-hmm. And it was literally the first month that the brakes were put on our local economy. And, you know, we went into that with our, our pricing schedule, our menu, our style of, of service. And I was like, this store is going to do three, three fifty a month, you know, mm-hmm. just because of the price point. You yeah. Know? And I'll tell you, we did, we struggled to hit $100,000 a month out of that store. Really? And we never made any money in three years out of that store. And finally, uh, the shopping center, it's a nicer, higher-end yeah. shopping yeah. center, went into foreclosure. The local church bought it mm-hmm. yeah. and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that church got very aggressive with the rents and the concepts and stuff like that to where we finally just went in and said, here, you take it. Yeah. Uh, and ironically, it's still vacant, you know, 10-something years later. And uh, they're actually demoing, this week they're demoing that space for Goodfellas. Oh, really? And the guy doing the demo called me up. He says, hey, do you want, you want to buy any of this stuff? And I said, I already bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say, can I come get my stainless? Can yeah. I come get my, yeah. my lights? And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, I've, on the Goodfellas back up, I feel like if you open that place up today in a different location, you'd probably kill it in it, our market. A 40 seat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a 400 you, seat. Yeah. You had a cool, cool yeah. idea. It's cool vibe. It's, it's funny because, and yeah. I appreciate that. I do because literally once a week, somebody will, will mention that. And it's been a decade, mm-hmm. you know, and people still remember that restaurant. So the people that went there, the risottos and the veal and all the things we did, but I'll tell you, I'll never, I'll never get into heavy center of plate protein concept yeah. again. I'll, I'm burgers and beer, live music. That's what we've carved out a, a reasonable level of success, and that's what we're comfortable with from decor and construction. But that was a whole different level. I thought for me that was a personal development of getting into a different style. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. It's uh, especially now with protein costs the way they are. I can't imagine getting into that. That's cool you said that because we've had this conversation with Justin when he came on board and, mm-hmm. and Kim kind of shuts me down because my mind goes crazy with all our developments. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like hospitality, I want to get in hotels. And yeah. these two are like, no, no, no we're not, not doing that. That's not our business. Don't do that. That's not our business, <laughs> not you know. Play to our strengths. So, Asian Zing, yeah. baby. Asian yeah, Zing. That's right. Yeah. So we there's don't. other places, though, that you got open that's doing very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to a couple of them. Yeah. So you. tell me about those. So we opened Goodfellas in 09. We closed it in 12. Um, and that was a good lesson for us. It made me a better operator because I realized what really went into running these things. So then we opened up, uh, what was the next one? We did in 15, I think we did... Um, the Rick and Jack's Lake Charles. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I remember talking to you at Best Buy that day. We and visited I, for about a half an hour in the Best Buy, and you gave me some great advice. I used to tell you all the time when yeah. we were talking business, I'd come to your place, me and Kim, yeah. you'd come up and give us a high five, and we'd talk business a yeah. little bit. I'd say, you need to get to Lake Charles Yeah, because we've yeah. opened that Buffalo's, and it's still one of the top in the chain. Yeah. Well, so ironically, so, so we have the, the Rick and Jack's there, yeah. and that's a great concept. You know, we got the big patio and stuff like that. Uh, then we opened, a year after that, we opened the Rick and Jack's Invider, which was kind of a fluke. That was another restaurant that had gotten sold. The guy that owns the shopping center, because we don't really like shopping centers. We've moved to more property ownership yeah. now. Um, Smart move. We kind of fell into that one, mm-hmm. and it was a really good deal, and we couldn't not do it. And ironically, that store statistically as a percentile is this most stable store that we have. Yeah, It's not the largest, uh-huh. but I get a check out of that store every single month. Yeah, you yeah. know, And some of the other ones... That doesn't people happen. don't understand that they have running no your idea. own business. No. You know what's the bonus? You know what's the, the benefit you get is like we get to dress how we want to kind of sometimes. Sure, sure. Yeah. And some days, some months, we don't get paid out of them. Oh no, no, that happens more often. Well, you know, I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not yeah. preaching to the choir. Even the big concepts that we have, yeah. we we have struggle stories. We see it all the yeah. time. So, so Lake Charles is is uh is probably our biggest problem right now. Just with uh, well, that's you know that town went through 
drama yeah. for 12 months. Yes. Five, five federally mm-hmm. declared natural disasters yeah. in 12 months. And, and a lot of people, if you're not from the market, they, they wouldn't, you know, understand what those hurricanes did. You know, we lost the entire, we, so we opened Panorama yeah. uh, in tw- 19, in 2019, we opened Panorama Music House. Um, so we still have Madison's. We have the library in downtown Fort Worth, which a lot of people don't know we have that. That's uh, on the inside Sundance Square, right on Houston Street, right outside the convention center. We own that building. Pete's Piano Bar is our tenant on the second floor. Uh-huh. And then we occupy the first floor, and it's called it's, the library. It's, it's, in, it's in Fort Worth? In downtown Fort Worth. Well, yeah. we wow. got to go there because yeah. we're yeah. going back for our national our nat- what, state, cheer. state cheer champion. Yes. And I think yeah. we've seen Pete's Piano Bar, and so it's right yeah. there by the convention yeah. center. Yeah. We're on the first floor. Well, I'm going to send yeah. a yeah. selfie yeah. of me yeah. sitting in yeah. there. Yeah. 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 I'll yeah. buy you a beer. Justin, you want to come? Justin will have a diet kept Coke if you got, and me and Kim will have a hopefully Shiner. Chris Bloomquist is the GM, he does a great job up there. Sweet. That store gets more five star reviews on on social media than any of our other locations. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. that's a topic that I want to bring you in here. Yeah, and talk social media. That's a whole, Not today. That's a that's a, that's a, that's that's a, a whole conversation oh. because yes. you do a very good really job with that. So um, you got a new place coming too, though. Yeah, yeah. So we're building the Rick and Jackson Lumberton. Uh, we we, uh, we purchased that property. We talked a little bit earlier about it four years ago, right before the pandemic. We bought that. And it was a five-acre residential lot, and uh, the guy was about to remodel the house. And I went there, and I said, "You don't, you don't want to remodel this house because it was in bad shape. It was mm-hmm. in bad shape." And I said, "Look, I said, you know, no disrespect. I said I'm going to make you an aggressive cash offer on this property. Uh, I said, but then you're you're done with it. You can go move on to your next thing." And, and uh, we did. We made this offer on this five-acre parcel in Lumberton, and uh, the realtor called me. It was a Sunday night, and I was home with my wife. And the realtor called me 20 minutes later, and she says, they, they took the offer. And I went, what? Because yeah. the amount of money I paid for that property was probably a third of what it should go for. Yeah. And that's the only blessing it's we've had. Because yeah. like, yeah. everything yeah. else has been a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I looked at my wife. I said, we just bought five acres in Lumberton, Texas. you know. And, and uh, so we, we, we're, we've been working on that project for a long time. We stalled out because of COVID. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so now we're, we're probably a couple months out from getting that open. That's five acres. Uh, the building's 11,000 square feet, but it's... Uh, you know, two bars, inside patio bar, outside patio bar, event room for about 150 people, main area, just like the Rick and Jackson Vider. That yeah. main dining room is basically the same setup because it works really well. Mm-hmm. A big kitchen, big crawfish kitchen in the back, 18-hole mini golf course on the south end. Uh, and then we just purchased the two acres north of it, too, and we're working on the four acres behind it because we want to do like a – family destination you know batting cages or go-karts or something yeah. like that because awesome. that's that's lumberton man it's yeah. it is. it's a wife and, and two and, and a truck and and uh, yes. a deer lease and that's a boat right. and uh, yeah and we're right in there you know so uh, we're about two or three months away from that i think i'm Hopefully. excited for that yeah i'm yeah, excited as a mm-hmm. member of lumberton's community i'm very pumped for that yeah. concept and we're closing and at midnight you know yeah. not uh, we're not doing any of the late night stuff yeah. so as we get older my partner buck and i as we get older we've moved to more uh, family style yeah. too, you know, because mm-hmm. the two a.m. thing. I worked, I worked those hours for the first fifteen years of my career, and that, that takes a toll. On yeah, you mm-hmm. know, getting home at three or four o'clock in the yeah. morning. Yeah, in the days of just you know people going out, just a, a couple and, and hanging out late yep. at night is kind of not happening anymore. Yeah, and it's like Justin has two young kids, we have our kids and stuff, and we enjoy going out with our kids. Mm-hmm. We enjoy involvement with our kids, have a good dinner yeah. in a place that you can have a drink and not have yeah. to worry about a yeah. you know craziness going on, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that I'm still on the stage. I mean, Justin, do you have any questions for Frankie? I mean, you got a guy. 
guy here that's an expert in this business. I, I do. I'm what time does he show up? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm absorbing all of it. But you, you said something earlier, just the you know about pricing and and running a profitable business and being responsible. Uh, I'm always real interested in like what kind of systems are are you running and like what are what are some of your favorite things that you do to to manage the business when you're not there? And it could be like a line check that you do or yeah. like an opening checklist. What are some like of, of the best systems that you do as an operator that doesn't have a franchisor that's pushing them down to you? So, you know, for years I've kind of debated internally my, my uh, path and my career path in life because I look at the success that you've had and I go, maybe I should have gotten into that side of, of the yeah. business, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because they're, they're different. You know, you have more controls, but you also have more support. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're kind of out there on our own rogue nation trying to figure it out because there's really nobody handing us a handbook saying here's yeah. here's what your, here's where your labor needs to be here's your food cost yeah here's your paper goods mm-hmm. here's the, so we've had mm-hmm. to figure that out for myself I, I reached out to 20 years ago I reached out to Buck his family had been very successful in the bar business and I surrounded myself with people that had been in the business Michelle Cross Aaron St. Alban Mike Blewett the, the first initial team for Madison's was all experienced bar and restaurant people mm-hmm. and I injected myself into that world and, and I did that. I absorbed. I learned. Um, for us, you know, it, it, we can I, – I don't know how your structure is, but I feel like as an independent operator, our corporate office, you know, we have an a, a office on Washington Boulevard, mm-hmm. and our corporate office, we can make a decision in minutes. Yeah. You know, we can, we can pivot on a problem, uh, and I don't know if that's good or bad or not because sometimes we're overreactionary, you know. So we've tried to also bridle and – and kind of slow down our reactions and not go to that trauma response yeah. of slow sales or theft or whatever, you know, the things that we issue. Um, in the past couple of years, Robert Valvano, he's our regional manager. He goes to all the locations once a week, you know, either through Zoom or he's in Lake Charles today. Actually, they're doing food photography today. Uh, he's been tremendous for us because he's implemented uh, closing checklist apps and, you know, like things like home base where we communicate with the yep. staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we use these different apps and these different technologies. And we've gotten to the point now where we have a management company. In the past couple of years, we opened up Texla Management. So similar to your hospitality group structure that you have. Now all the stores pay a fee up to the management company. Mm-hmm. We draw we try to draw some income out of the management company. But we have a regional manager that's paid out of that. We have a full-time social media marketing person that's paid out of that so if we want to run a special for veterans day or a topical thing that's happened in social media we, we jump on those a lot we can produce copy for social media in a few minutes yeah we can get that out you know so we're able to pivot quicker i think than a, than a chain but we also don't have the the resources that y'all have as far as knowledge and experience and network and things like that so you know we face challenges differently i think than than a uh a franchise yeah that's a that, yeah. that's that's good stuff where does the innovation come from then so like we got a we get a lot sent to us from like you know mm-hmm. special chefs or kitchens yep. <clears throat> and activations where's the most innovation come from from your all because like and how do you yeah. how do you get a burger on the menu like what's that look like so you? you know robert's been really creative with the food i i like to be creative with the food i we feel f- like you do a lot yeah too. Like well, you're, you're in it yeah well i'm in it you know yeah. uh we follow the trends we we look at restaurants that are in our style or styles that we aspire to to be you know yeah uh, yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. And and um, we take inspiration from that. Um, so you know we can we can do testing internally very quickly. We can add and delete. My mother, before she passed away, she would say that 
She says, you know, you have the Midas touch. Everything you do turns to gold. Yeah. I said, well, no. I said, you, you see the one thing <laughs> that sticks. Yeah. You don't see the 38 things behind it that didn't work, yeah. that we, we put out there and we're like, all right, that's not working. We got to get out of that. So we do a lot of that. And, and uh, in the past couple of years, it's been more spray and pray, which is a little bit of a frantic thing for us. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to pull that energy back, too, because Lake Charles has been a huge challenge. You know, the hurricane yeah. took the whole front of Panorama off, literally yeah. ripped the whole building off. That was, you know, millions of dollars in repairs. Mm-hmm. Closed Rick and Jack's down for a short period of time where we had to work out of a food truck in the parking lot, you know. Yeah. So, so that's been more of a trauma response for us. But now in Texas... Our stores are down right now. I don't know how y'all are doing, but mm-hmm. we're, we're mm-hmm. down. Our mm-hmm. visits are shorter. Our spends are, are less. Mm-hmm. Our food wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What I hear is yeah. on, the, on the news is the economy's great. Oh, no, the economy's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're yeah. not going to go there. We, we'll get another yeah. viral video yeah, we're here. right there yeah. with you yeah. all of yes. what you just said. Yeah. 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 yeah, actually, we were eating dinner last night, yeah. and that's what one of the owners of the place that we were talking to, he said. He man, walked up. Some, so many uh, customers are coming in and now they're doing share plates. Yeah. They're not ordering individual yeah. entrees, so that's cutting into yeah. Their, yeah, yeah. to their sales too. It's well, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I've always been for 20 years, you know, we, we're open. You know, you've seen us through the hurricanes. Mm. We're the first ones oh, open, yeah. and we feed people. We feed them for free. We do our thing. We, we, we take the show on the road. We went to Shriver, Louisiana a couple of years back, and we did, you know, 2,000 meals a day for however long we stayed there and set them up. And, and uh, But now we're seeing... People are coming in less. They're spending less on the food. The younger, the younger generation. You know, I'm 50 now, yeah. mm-hmm. so so yeah. I'm I'm not relevant in the bar industry anymore because I don't want to be the creepy old man at the <laughs> bar, you know. Yeah. So I, I push those I push that networking off onto yeah. the younger generation that we yeah. have, and I say, look, here's you're empowered to select the music on the playlist and give me some input on the drink specials that we should have and the style of liquors and things like that. So we lean on that resource because uh, I'm I'm out of touch on that. I have yeah. a new baby. I have a wife. Yeah. I have chickens. Yeah. yeah. So my life is completely <laughs> different than it was 15 years. It's ago. funny. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I'll say this. Me and Kim are riding our That's bikes around awesome. the uh, riding around the block. We live out in the country a little bit, yeah. and with yeah. our little uh, chapel, our nine year old, and mm-hmm. we stumbled across Frankie. He, him, and his wife and his baby yeah. just bought a brand new house. Actually, our back door neighbor. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. on five acres. Our acres are back up to him. He's yeah. got chickens. Like, dude, I didn't know you're yeah. a neighbor. You, you so it's really cool. Hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Yeah. We can get some eggs over here yeah. I, I do say this to frankie and in, in the business side of it yeah transactions are down yeah and that's across the yeah. board that's, yeah. and, and we're seeing it all over um and, and what we're figuring out what i figured out is people are resilient they're still mm-hmm. spending a little bit but they're being really selective yeah and so you better be on your game yeah. of hospitality and you better be on your game of, of, of you know, you're doing it right. And, yeah. and that's where we're all struggling at right so now. So how, how have you guys overcome that? I mean, you're a major national chain. You've got, you got the Arby's. You've got uh, Rusty Taco. You've got Starbucks. You've got Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You have Mellow Mushroom. Yes, right. So are you seeing that across the board? We are. Across the board. Every, every one of them. Every one of them. Buffalo's is, 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 is a little bit stronger yeah. because you got to understand we have the Tuesdays and Thursdays specials, yeah. right? And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is football. Yep. You know, you got yep. football. So that's going to slow down here a little yep. bit here in February after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But how we focus on it is this one right here. Mm-hmm. She is steadfast in our financials and puts a lot of pressure on the operations teams. Yep. You can't keep, you, you see it. You can't keep yeah. in a group in, in increasing pricing. No. Right? Because you want to price yourself out yeah. of market. We went, the, we went the actual opposite way yeah. a couple months back. I don't know if you saw what we did, but we did for all of August, we did a rollback. Yeah. We, did, we went back to 2019 pre-COVID pricing, and we put this big ad campaign out there. 
and we did a Facebook Genius. Live. That's good. Yeah. And I said, look, I said, we That's get good. it. You know, feeding your family is expensive. Yeah. Going out and having drinks is expensive. Mm-hmm. We're going to double down, mm-hmm. and we're going we're gonna to go back to, and we costed it out. Well, mm-hmm. Benny Keith, is. A, you asked about resources earlier. Mm-hmm. Benny Keith's been tremendous for us. Awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, Brandon Metz and, and Summer Llewellyn and, and Chris Canopy, they, I call them, they answer the phone right away, and they get me the answers I need, and they, they're very supportive. Mm-hmm. So they've been a big part of our our uh, ability to weather this storm. You yeah. Know? Um, what was I saying about the the pricing? So uh, we we did this rollback. We said let's go back to 2019 pricing, and we made this big ad campaign, and we tracked the movement. We did the dailies, and it didn't do anything. Yeah. For us. So really? yeah, we went from 1329 hamburger. Yeah. You know, and I was proud of the fact that for majority of our career we've had a 999 hamburger. Yeah. You know, it's like that place in New York that has the dollar slice of pizza, mm-hmm. which ironically closed down. Um, we went back to 999, and I thought, hey, this is the home run. Yeah. Uh, and what's weird about this business is the things that I think are going to be home runs yeah. never are, mm-hmm. and the dumb things that I'm like, think it work disposable. They we we do a hubcap nacho. Yeah, it's literally a hubcap. Yeah, from a '67 Plymouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get on Etsy and eBay and I buy these hubcats and we clean up, we clean them up and we seal them real proper, food grade, you know the whole thing, and we put the nachos on a hubcap. It's a hubcap nacho. And you sell the fire. And out? you sell the fire. Sell. And, and, and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that, I, that was my last question. So yeah. if you're going into to Madison's and you're throwing on a song, you're grabbing a good good cocktail and having something to eat, yeah. what is that perfect experience for you? So this is probably anti-hospitality. Sure. But I want my experience to be almost unremarkable because uh, I don't want to be a flash in the pan. I want you to come in and I want you to get a consistently plated hamburger or shrimp tacos, or po' boy, whatever mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. I want your beer to be cold. Mm-hmm. I want your food to be hot. I want your tables to be clean. I want your server to be pleasant. And I want you to leave with almost an unremarkable experience. Because the, the places that have all these lauded reviews, and they, to me, they, they never have longevity. Yeah. You know, and then the, pe- the people that get beat up in social media, people pile on. That's that whole additional conversation. Yeah. So I want you to come in and just have a consistent almost unremarkable experience. So I want you to leave with the confidence that we know what we're going to get. We don't want to roll the dice with our dollar. Uh, and that's something that I learned from Buck a long time ago was consistency, you mm-hmm. know, is, uh, you know, we, we don't have the best hamburger in town, but we have the same exact hamburger from 2004 to, to 2023. And at some point in time, you'll find enough people that like that product that you can pay your rent on it, you yeah. know, so uh, almost unremarkable. And I right. just Thank leave you. with confidence and a, and a satisfied experience and then go back to work because our big conversation now is is um, this is our life. Like we eat, live, breathe these hospitality experiences. We we stay awake at night mm-hmm. and we have to drink coffee during the day, you know, because we're so exhausted from the mental side of what we do. But and to us, this is our life. But to the customer, it's just a burger. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have to remember where our place is. That to them, it's just lunch, you know. And to us, it's it's everything. It's our mortgages. It's our kids' education. To them, it's just a hamburger. So we have to figure out how to how to fit into their lifestyle and be just the consistent delivery, you know. And that's where we struggle as operators. You know, generationally, the employees are different than they were five years ago, than they were 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah. So now you have to tap into their mindset and what motivates them and what makes them buy into the program. That's probably been our biggest challenge is staffing, you yeah. know, for, for that experience. You know, I'm glad you yeah. said that, and we've had a lot of conversations. I was, you know, being on a franchisee, you're on these committees, and mm-hmm. I've been up in Atlanta, and we were 
you know, having this big round table with 50 of the, the top executives. And it was talking about um, the trends of, of transactions going down mm -hmm. and people reviewing us of all our concepts and saying, you know, that it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. the, value. Worth, the value is not there. And they were talking about how do we lower pricing or what do we make a bundle and how do we do that? And I, I stood up and I banged my head on the, the hand on the table. I was, wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. It's not the value. They're talking about the dollar. Because like mm -hmm. you said, you just lowered the price. It didn't help. It didn't work what they're looking for now is an experience. Sure. I mean, they could come in your store and spend a hundred bucks and you give them a great experience. I mean, mm -hmm. like you said, clean bathrooms, clean doors, TVs working, music's playing. Yep. Tables are clean, cold beer, great food, service, you know, mm -hmm. got their refill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I waited 12 minutes for somebody to wait on. We know yeah. they waited two. Yep. And then they walk out and they look at the receipt and they sign it like, should I give 15 or 20% tip? Mm -hmm. But if you give a bad experience, meaning the server didn't give them a refill, the beer wasn't cold, the food came out wrong ordered, they're going to look at that $100 ticket and like, this was not worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where people are wrong in this yeah. business. And I think a lot of franchisees are independently owned operators are looking at the dollar figure and you it. It's yeah. about giving them a good experience. Yeah. When they walk in, they felt like, hey, nothing went wrong mm -hmm. and everything was right that I ordered and it felt great. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to come back here. We went to a, a restaurant in Lumberton a couple weeks ago and um, and I won't name them because they're, they're great. They do a great job. But at the end of the meal, I looked at the ticket and I was really surprised at how expensive things were. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my wife jokingly and I said, honey, order whatever car you want. Because mm -hmm. yeah, we, we need a new car for the, you know, with the baby and, mm -hmm. and uh, she says, what do you mean? I said, if I can charge this much for a margarita in yeah. Lumberton, we can, we can do it. We're, gonna, we're good. <laughs> we're going to win. And I looked at that price point, and I said, well, I'm going to come in just below that. Yeah. And I'm going to give them what we what I know we can give them at a, at a price that makes you not raise your flag at the end and go, that's not right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the thing. Like uh, One of the biggest aha moments I had was uh, I had a meeting one time. I had to go to Saltgrass. I'll, I'll call them out. Saltgrass, yeah. major, major oh, yeah. company, right? Mm -hmm. um, ordered a burger, you know, because when I go somewhere, I usually order a product that we're, we're in so I can kind of see how we're doing, you yeah. know. And uh, burger came out, had the big fries, and it was eight ounce, seven or eight ounce patty, same lettuce, same tomato, the same Sheila Parton's bun that we've used for 20 years out of Houston. You mm -hmm. know, it's a great bun. We call it the Civil War bun because when a restaurant across the street finds out about it and they take it, yeah. everybody fights. Fight for you it. got my bun. <laughs> you got my bun. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and it was $14.29 for yeah. this burger. Same burger that we charged $9.99 for. Same exact same burger. burger. Same plating, same style. The service wasn't anything exceptional. The mm -hmm. restaurant wasn't anything exceptional. It's a saltgrass. Mm -hmm. And I called Robbie up and I said, hey, so we need to look at our menus. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, it's $14.29. I said, I don't know why they're ending in 29. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the rest of the menus, and we pulled up Chili's, and we pulled up all these chains, and everything ended in 19, 39, 29. Mm. And I'm trying to figure it out, and I said, Rob, we need to figure it out. And my wife, she's very, very succinct. She says, I said, why would they do that? She says, because it's still $14. Mm. It's 3% more than $14. Yeah. 3% moves the needle for us. Yeah. 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 S significantly. You know, if mm -hmm. you could increase your volume 3%. Oh, yeah. Great, right? Yeah. So to the customer, it's transparent. Fourteen twenty nine is still $14. Yeah. But it's not, you know. So we, we went back and we redid all of the menus in a week. And this is those things where we can move quickly. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and it may have helped us a little bit, you know, through the summer. But this summer was brutal. I don't yeah. know anybody that did well during the summer. But we... We found these price points that we thought were going to 
going to help us. And, and really, they, those didn't help either, you know. But I also think that this year is not the year to gauge no. the efficacy of any change or program that you pull out because mm-hmm. it's just so it's so out there right now. We, yeah. we, we, we say we heard up and we're into the storm, right? Yeah. We're just heads yeah, down, just barreling through the snowstorm right now and just hope one day. Uh, we can get to the other side and things will change, right? You know, you know, economy will take off again. Interest rates will lower down. People, what fears us in the business, and I look at, Frankie, that I'm really concerned about is in this business is watching credit card debt because people were eating out yeah. last year yeah. on credit cards yeah. and spending money. Credit card debt has gone through the roof, so and it's going to cap out. Our, ca- our cash flow is affected by that because oh. when we have negative checkouts yes. every day, we have to go to the bank, and we yep. have to yes. get more money. And if you don't, and we just had this this conversation for the Lake Charles store, they were going every couple of days to the bank, and they would have to get three, four, five thousand dollars in cash to compensate for the negative checkouts because of the increased credit card tips that we have to push out, mm-hmm. and that affects the cash flow because this business is all cash flow. Yeah. You know, every now and then you try to scrape a little here, scrape a little there. So that with credit card debt being the way it is, so our tra- our, our transaction cost is up, our cash flow is down. So these are all these perfect storms for us. So it's so it's such a relief, not a relief, but um, a, not confidence either, but to know that you're facing the same oh, challenges. Yep. Because from the outside, you know, you look at a, a group as large as y'all, you know, just locally and then on the national level, and you're like, oh, well, they're fine. They're doing great. You know, and then you hear these things. And, I, of course, I don't want that for you. Yeah. But at least I know that we're not so bad at what we do that we're the anomaly. Like yeah. we're the only ones struggling right now. I think everybody's struggling. So that's why I love doing this. I yeah. love hosting you here, and we're going to have you on more too because yeah. I think we can learn a lot from each other. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, you know, people don't understand that. We said this on one of our podcasts. When somebody leaves a hundred dollar tip, <laughs> we're paying a credit card processing. Oh yeah, we're an that. ATM. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and yeah. if somebody might buy one beer and then leave some employee a dollar tip or hundred dollar tip, well, you lost money on that job. Absolutely. Yeah. So people don't understand that. But yeah. Kim, yes, um, and and just speaking on that, I'm like to just pick your brain because when we just went to convention, a lot of our other franchisee peers, mm-hmm. they're starting to put their uh, server tip outs on their checks because of the decreased cash flow coming through this mm-hmm. actual cash transactions. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? So they're putting the tips on, tips on their paycheck. And so this has been a debate for 20 years. Doesn't that affect your payroll costs, though? Because now you're paying payroll taxes on that money that's being put through. They are, and yeah, we are. Yeah, they will be. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're, you but know, they are doing yeah. it because they're, having, they're struggling with the fact that they don't have enough cash in the, in the business yeah. to pay out. Yeah. So, so they're, they're like, it's worth, it's worth it. A major pay company out. like Buffalo some the of the locations are, are having cash flow issues the same that we are as a six-location independent bunch of yahoos that yeah. are trying to figure it out. Big yeah. groups are going to this. Yeah. Big, Big yeah. groups are going to yeah. But what would, the, what would the benefit be if you're increasing your payroll cost by processing that differently versus just increasing the – that's the debate well, you that we have all too, the time. A, a lot of these <laughs> concepts, too, is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pain. When Mello calls us at the corporate office and says, hey, I'm negative cash, one of us – Somebody that's on your checking account, you just can't send the manager down there to go draw out five thousand dollars. They're yeah. printing a check here, and one of us from the corporate office, myself, yeah. Kim, whoever's on the docks, yeah. have to go down there and cash it. So in these restaurants, you know, we have stores in Alexandria, West Monroe. I can't just drive over there or mail them. So yeah. they're looking at that thing. My concerns were that is your employees, those servers want that cash. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're going to leave you yeah. and go to the competitor. There's been a number of restaurants locally yeah. over the years that lost people because they would try to do cash tip outs once a week or twice a week or something like that. Yeah. And uh, when you're a, a single mother, you know, 20 something yeah. years old and you got a baby and you need diapers and milk, like your parents, <laughs> I'm a parent, your parent. 
they need their money right away, you know. So the bar business is good for that. Like we've managed to mm-hmm. keep people for a long time because we are kept gratuity heavy at the end of the night. You get people in there drinking and they're generous. But even that's decreased now. We're we're getting employees from uh, we just picked up a couple of Papado's people. Yeah. Because their lunches at Papado. And I'll call them out. They're a yeah. major chain, you know, major, yeah. major Huge. company. Yeah. Um, their lunches locally have decreased to the point where the servers aren't making enough at lunch. And they're coming to us, and I'm like, well, I don't know if our lunches are any more robust than Papado. I, I would yeah. love to be a Papado size volume, you yeah. know. Um, so it's weird how all of that, and I don't know what the catalyst is that's going to break this cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, interest rates, consumer confidence, things like that. You know, finally, some of the food costs is starting to dive yeah. a little bit. I don't know how your proteins yeah, are. Yeah, we saw. You yeah. know, yeah. where chickens back to where it needs to be, and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, I don't. We're just kind of spinning our wheels at this point, you know. And I'm I'm transparent. I'll tell people the truth. I don't act like. Yeah. You know, when oh. it's bad, I tell them, say, no, it's not good. You yeah. Know, and we're still here. Matt Madison's is a great example. You know, we came within an hour of not renewing the lease over there. Yeah. I remember I saw your post. Yeah. On and that. that's, that's real. That's yeah. a real conversation. Buck and I went to the shop and sat in the office and we talked about it. And I said, you know, cause we have some debt there that we carried over from COVID and things like that. And I said, Buck, we can't reproduce this building for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, whatever mm-hmm. it is that we owe. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, so we doubled down and we probably put $50,000 into that business in the remodel and you know it's a continuous process for us because we got a lot of a lot of things going on right now so we're still not done with that but it, what what you just said you have to make cash calls right you you have to reinvest continuously right you have to write those checks and say okay payroll's got to go through we're the last people to get a paycheck yeah you know everybody's oh, got to get paid yeah you know so this summer this year we've probably we've put hundreds of thousands of dollars back into the businesses you know, each location, if there's a little bit of a leak in the boat here and a little bit here and a little bit here, at the end of the year, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars that we have to reinvest. And most people, you know, the people watching this podcast in the industry will probably understand that. But if you're not in the industry and you watch this podcast, you probably won't realize that. They don't see that. Yeah. You know, we're you know. um, we're in the in the process of, I don't know where our budget is right now, but it's we're about to remodel Beaumont. Yeah. And it's part of our requirement, right, as a franchise, yeah. as a franchisee, you're required to remodel and upgrade, which I love that because you won't be like the Bennigans, right, of the world that just never Absolutely. remodeled, just kind of fell apart. But yeah. I think we're at a, 900,000? Yeah. For remodel? Yeah. For a remodel. I mean, we're going to yeah. be... And take you a, have to finance that as the as the operator. Right? You have Absolutely. to finance, and yep. there's still a debt on it, right? Yeah. Now, that's yeah. a big $3.5 million building, and, yeah. you know, that building was built seven years ago, and yeah. we do a 10-year note on those things, so we got to yeah. refinance Interestingly it. Interestingly enough, I had I was working on the ground lease on that same piece of property. Before, I remember that. Before I remember got, that. Yeah. You really? Know? Yeah, yeah, we were going to put a that. Madison's and a Goodfellas uh-huh. in one building and share a common kitchen and have one side be Goodfellas and one side be Madison's. Okay. And that was when we were trying to get into more uh, property ownership. Originally, they were going to sell us that property, mm-hmm. and the mall changed it. Might, they spun it. Lease. Yeah, they yeah. Out their ground lease. So yeah, so it's it's uh and yeah, some of that's cash flow put in too. So yeah. Kim runs our business and, and maintains that and watches the numbers and sees what we could put in cash wise too. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's such an interesting con you know conversation with you, yeah. man. And we're 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 all yeah, on the same you. level. It's it's yeah. independently owned, franchise owned. It's the same thing. We all love our business. We mm-hmm. love our jobs. We can't sleep at night the, no, the no. best. Never. I don't mm-hmm. care what big a baron you have or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, me and Kim's conversation, and Justin, I'm sure it's his house, is just mm-hmm. constantly, our kids grew up in the business. Oh, Wait yeah. till your kid grows up. Oh, yeah. They're oh, going to understand yeah. food costs. They're no, going to understand labor he's issues. He's 16 months old now, and, and in about two or three months, he's going to be on fry. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Aubrey's constantly, like, looking at windowsills, and yeah. we play, like, a game when yeah. every time we go out to eat. She's yeah. looking yeah. at things. It's My crazy. kids, when they go to the stores, they judge them, and they'll send us texts, like, hey, I was in 
buffaloes, right? The mellow yes. Arby's. Arby's and the, <laughs> yeah. the line's not moving fast enough. I've been in this line for five minutes at Arby's. Yeah. Like, well, what'd you order? Okay. <laughs> so it's cool. But uh, last question I have for you. Yeah. Man. What's your, what's the passion, man? Like what, 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 what excites you? Um, you, you know, I, I've, I'm a musician. I'm a, I'm a hospitality person. Like I enjoy the behind the scenes which is ironic because I do get out on these things. And, and, uh, but I'm, I'm very comfortable being the person behind the event, behind the night of people having a good time and going home. And I tell people all the time, I said, I just want you to pay your tab and get home safe. Like, yeah. like I don't want any, anything above that, you know. So my passion is, is uh, obviously the income. You know, there's been years that have been very fruitful for us. Yeah. And there's years that are not. And, and as operators, we take that, we assume that risk. We take that three-year cycle. We go up and down and we – we batten down the hatches and we put the money aside and we say, okay, well, we can't go buy a new car. We can't do that right now because next year is going to be bad because we, you know, we have that data. Yeah. Yeah. So my passion, my drive is, um, is uh, now, I'm, now I'm in, you know, after 20 years, my first child, now I'm into legacy building. Like I want to leave an exit strategy for my family or something for my son to either take over with Buck's kids because yeah. his kids are older. You know, his kids are in their 20s now. Um, so they're, they're on the cusp of a decision, career decision for mm-hmm. them. But, but I also, you know, originally we were trying to build a franchise. Yeah. You know, there was the Madison's was supposed that to That was be. one of the questions I was going to yeah. list down here for you. Yeah, yeah. I so originally, you know, you've been, insp- y'all have been hugely inspirational because I've seen the growth that you've had. And, and in 20 years, you've gotten further than we've gotten. Um, and, and that's a blessing. That's awesome. So Madison's was originally designed to be a franchise. And Beaumont had, a, if you look at the old decor, it had a New Orleans feel. It had the balcony mm-hmm. and had the music and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So the first slogan was where Beaumont meets the Big Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had a New Orleans-style menu. And, and right before we opened, we pivoted off of that because it was too heady. People weren't going to get it. Um, but, you know, then it was Madison's on Westheimer, Madison's, uh, you know, at College Station. Like, there was an idea, and that was spurred on by the Sherlock's company out of Houston. They have Sherlock's West Gray, Sherlock's Clear Lake, yeah. mm-hmm. food and live music and, and bar. Um, so now with the Rick and Jack's concept for years, I've been trying to get everything under one banner because, you know, uh, we're so fragmented with menu design and logos mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. colors and shirts. And so I'm, I've been, I've been trying to really get everything put under one banner, uh, and, and the, the remodel of 2020 for Madison's right before COVID, uh, we were going to change that to Rick and Jack's. Yeah. And if you, if you look above the uh, exit door, there's an R. Yeah. There's a little R. Well, we took it down, but uh, that was because it was going to be a Rick and Jack's. Yeah. But wow. I didn't want to waste that concept on that shopping center. Yeah. So then we did. We moved on to Lumberton. So the exit strategy for me now, the, the motivation, is to build a company that's doing twenty, thirty, forty million dollars a year in sales, mm-hmm. which we you know, we can get to that, and then hopefully have somebody either like what Ricky's done with Tia's. They're yeah. about to franchise. Yeah. He's a success story. He's doing great. Have somebody come in and put that money behind you and then take that 50000 and that 4% or whatever. Uh, and that's a lofty dream. you know. Or just at some point in time, sell these businesses off and be the landlord. Yeah. Which is why we're now we're into property ownership. We're yes. trying to buy the properties and own the properties. Because mm-hmm. so, at 50, I've got another 10 years in me before I, I go, hey, I'm done. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, th- so that's my thing now is my motivation is to try to figure out. How, so we're in it. Yeah. How do we get out of it? 
Yeah. yeah. And that's that's a conversation that most people don't ever have. Yeah. It's you, something you that's need great. to put. You've got all of it. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. what? Now yeah. what? Now, 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 now what? Do you, do now what? <laughs> you, know? yeah. you think of that same playing weight we have. We have our kids growing yeah. up. I mean, all the kids in the, the business. And do they want to come here and work? If not, yeah. I'm not going to just going to, you know, give it away. We have yeah. to sell it then. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing in our big, big ideas. Yeah. I mean, we continue to want to grow uh, and um, see what happens out there. I mean, me and Kim talk about this all the time. If we yeah. were to sell, which we've had opportunities to come up and yep. sell out, but we would take the money and what would we do? Yeah. Because we, just like you, we've been in this business yeah. long enough. It's your life. It's our life. Yeah. We would probably go reinvest it in something else and not do good at it. Don't right? do hotels. Don't yeah, do don't hotels. do hotels. <laughs> don't do <laughs> I've got some friends in yeah. hotels. Don't yeah. do hotels. It's like having 38 roommates at night. Don't Man. Do hey, um, <laughs> no you, you, way. I've enjoyed this. And I look I up to well, you too, you. my friend. Thank yeah. you, sir. You know, you, you uh, well. I, I think yeah. we, we have the same journey. We're in the same river and we're going down the same way. It's hospitality, no matter if it's a national franchise what you're doing. I yeah. look up to you, what you're doing with your concept of yeah. uh, went to many more. I do have one thing to say. Yeah. You said a 50 year old man looked like a, a, a old man walking in Madison might look old. Cause me and Kim go there every now and then. Yeah. You think them young people looking at us like what well, them old people? Yeah, but you're this? not. But you're not there at like one thirty. Okay, okay. Because no. we leave about eleven. No, you're but I'm fine. Thinking, you're fine. You know, our friends loved. We all go. We went. We went recently uh, to watch one of the bands were playing. Yeah. The, the guys yeah. that were dressed up. L.A. Rocks. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kim was out of town at a. Yeah. But our friend's birthday, so she said you need to go. Yeah. So I went and enjoyed myself. But I was out by eleven. But when you said that comment, I'm like. Yeah. All them young people are probably looking, what's this yeah. old man doing in here? I kept seeing him look at me like, what is he doing here? So yeah. well, I no. get a little bit of a pass because some people know I own the place, but I also don't want people to know yes. I own the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I, I don't I purposely don't typically wear a Madison shirt or anything at yeah. work because I like to be able to float in and out and just listen and, and, and look and stuff. You can, and, and you can uh, learn so much. When oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. When they know, at, they know who you are, you get the red carpet rolled out. Well, and everybody, hey, Frankie, buy me a beer. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, you know, I tell them, I say, hey, I've already bought all the beers. Yes. It's your turn to buy <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, they, don't you love the, the, the idea where people say, hey, I ask my kids, when y'all go to Buffalo's, y'all get to eat free. I'm yeah. like, we don't eat free. Yeah. We bought it when the food came in. That's a $3 yeah. million dollar <laughs> plate of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nobody yeah. gets to eat free. Well, yeah. um, Frankie, last thing, yes, I want sir. you to plug your restaurant from Lumberton because a lot of, I want to know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. You're going to have the crawfish, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the crawfish is going to be a big, this is a, this is like our magnus opus thing that we're. I mean, this thing's mega. When it's I pass by, I still yeah. people see on social media yeah. and the Lumberton Post or whoever says, yeah. "What is this massive place?" And it's funny, people yeah. are like, "Please go read it. It's yeah. been posted twenty times." Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but tell me a little bit. We, we call it Redneck Disneyland because yeah. it's, uh, it's it's it's. I love it. It's, it's either gonna it's either gonna be the greatest thing we've ever done as a group, <laughs> or it's gonna be the biggest bankruptcy you've ever seen. You know? <laughs> uh, and I feel good about it because the, the town's been so supportive. Everybody's mm-hmm. so energetic about it. That's We've good. built a strong reputation for 20 years at Madison's and Rick and Jack's. Mm-hmm. People know us. They know me. They know the food. They know the level of experience. They know what to expect. And the way we sold it to the bank and, and uh, you know, for the mortgage, you know, the loan is, yeah. is that we've got these multiple revenue centers. So talking about the business, so you pull in, there's 160 parking spots and they're 10 by 20. Normal parking spots, 9 by 18. They're 10 by 20 because everybody Full in Lumberton drive. has big trucks. <laughs> yep. yes. So the yes. parking lot is engineered for Lumberton. I mean, everything down to that detail. Yeah. Um, there's a drive up window that's big enough to pull a boat through. So the, the drive through is wide enough wow. for you to pull your bass boat through. Or, exactly. Yeah. And you pull up to the window. And I, I posted it the other day. I don't know if you saw it or not. But I was so excited because we have a real drive through window. It's an actual McDonald's quick serve window. It's the same manufacturer. And it sounds silly, but I was yeah. like so excited that we have a drive-through window. 
So we're going to do these family meals. So when you go to the lake, there'll be this $89 oh. package of, you know, some burgers and a gallon of margaritas to yeah. go or things like that. So, and then crawfish to go. We've never really embraced crawfish to go because that's kind of our loss leader to get you in to buy some drinks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because crawfish is a family event. You don't go mm-hmm. by yourself. It's typically two to six people. Uh, but we're going to embrace crawfish to go through this drive through window, you know. So um, uh, 18 hole mini golf course. Event room in the back that store, you know, probably 120 to 150 people with a private patio with glass doors that overlook the golf course, uh, a covered patio in the front, an uncovered patio with swings and fire pits and uh, washers and ping pong. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. And oh then the inside goodness. has a main dining room and, and the, the decor is um, it's not going to be anything too out there, but it's definitely going to be something that Lumberton hasn't seen as yeah. far as mm-hmm. the decor. There's going to be wallpapers and real vibrant colors and things like that. So it's not going to be uh, another, you know, Mexican restaurant with some acoustic ceilings and things yeah. like that. There's some thought into that presentation as well. So we're hanging our hat on it. It's a big investment. The whole project's going to end up at probably about three and a half, four million dollars. Yeah. But we own the property uh, outright, mm-hmm. you know, so the only note we have on it, it's, it's a high interest rate, but we're going to refinance that debt once it comes down and yeah. get it to a manageable number. Yeah. Um, so we sold it to the to the bank on the fact that there is these multiple revenue centers. You know, we're not just hoping that somebody's going to come eat our hamburger. Yeah. Right. We got hamburgers. We got beer. We got crawfish. We have the live music. We have the mini golf, which is a, a standalone business in and of itself. My daughter yeah. and loves that's mini extra, golf. It's an extra offering. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing to yes. do in Lumberton. There's nothing. There's, nothing yeah. of there's that. such demand for yeah. all of. We actually 86 all, all the water features off the golf course. The company that built it, Harris Miniature Golf, out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. I called Glenn up. I said, hey, we're going to pull these water features because they were $90,000 for yeah. water features. He says, what are you doing? I said, well, look, if we were a, a standalone mini golf on the road and I had to get you to pull in, yeah. we'd need those flags and windmills. And I said, but this is a tertiary offering to this restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're on the patio with your kids. You hand your kids 20 bucks, and they go for an hour, yeah. and they play mini golf while mom and dad have a margarita and a beer, yeah. and yeah. then the kids come back. You know, So uh, yeah. so we're, we're excited about Dude, it. Dude, I'm excited I'm for excited. you. Can't I'm excited Can't for wait. you personally yeah. and your family thank and your you. brand. Yeah, yeah thank you. And I'm excited for myself and yeah. my family. My family. <laughs> I'm five minutes away. Yeah. Are you? I'm so my close. Community because I'm right down the road. Yeah. Yeah. We eat out three, four times a week, right? Yeah. And uh, we're like, where do we want to go? And we don't want to drive all the way back to Beaumont, sure. right? And we eat buffaloes enough. Yeah. And it's like, where do we want to go? And there's only a couple of places that we really truly yeah. dine in, in in Lumberton. And, and they're always busy. They're always busy. Yeah. Crazy. And yeah. so I'm super excited. And I love the thought that you put in it, man. See, mm-hmm. people don't understand that in business. And hats off to you again. You thought you're even your, your parking size. Mm-hmm. So people, when you're watching this, understand that when you go enjoy this brand, Understand the thought that these guys put in it. It's not just a pop up, right? Mm-hmm. It's they've really put a lot of thought in. Even yeah. the parking space is big, big enough for when I yep. pull my, you know, your big F three fifty in there, right? Yeah. And your yeah. family hops out and don't hit somebody else's door. That's a thing in Lumberton. That yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's thing. Yep. Um, Frankie, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you. Very insightful. Thank you. I enjoyed it, and we do want to have you back. Yeah. And uh, keep us updated on the opening of this place, and we will be there with our with, with flags in our hand. Yeah, yeah. 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 Come and stake so my favorite my table, table. So thank you again, guys. Hey, thank you. Enjoy it. Go watch us on social. Hey, I want to say this, too. Make sure you go subscribe to this because we're going to have way more conversation with Frankie and his team in the future of this. And But thank you for joining us, guys. Appreciate you. All right.